Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, what's going on? It is me, Black Zeus. You are beautiful people, and this is Black Zeus, the podcast, season three, episode, is this 46? Yeah. I think did so. we release 45? I think we did 45, and then you did not episode three. Yeah, I probably should have checked that before I started. <laughs> I'm going to leave this in here, but uh, you can forgive me, ladies and gentlemen, you know? How are you doing? How are you beautiful people doing? Dante, how are you, my guy? I'm doing well, man. You doing, doing all right? Well, yeah. How's life treating you? How's life treat Life is treating me well as well. You why know, are you I, Why are you yelling at me, dog? Am right? I yelling? Yeah, a little bit. You yelling at <laughs> I me? I can't That's... tell with these headphones on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got both the cans on? Yeah. There you go. We, okay, we, there we in the room together, man. Um, no, I'm doing all right, man. Life is good. Life is treating me well. I'm in good health. So. You know why I'm happy I tracked Dante? Because you betrayed me, bro. Is it 47? It's... <laughs> <laughs> you just jumped the gun. No, it's actually episode 45 right now. Oh, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Black Zeus, the podcast season three, episode 45. I am your host. Did you catch that stumble? I am... <laughs> I was going to say Black Zeus, but then I said your host. What a weird, just jumbly intro today. This is episode 45, season three. Black Zeus, Dante, you, beautiful people. Hello. Thank you for tuning in. We are back. I know you might have missed us last week. Is this nigga wearing Nikes on the set, bro? Nikes? Where's the Vans at, Zeus? I put the Nikes on today. I put the Jordans on. Taking flight. I feel like, uh, I feel like this. I feel like, I feel like this. This guy right here. I feel like this with the big black head. Because uh, I shot my shot. I shot a bunch of shots this weekend. And they all fucking went in. I'm very happy. Yep. Dante. Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, we are now past. I no longer have to promote this comedy special. But I have now finally recorded my first comedy special in 11 years. Uh, Black Zoo self-portrait in the books and what a weekend, bro. I, I feel so blessed. I'm, I'm eternally grateful. We're going to get into all that good stuff. Today is just dedicated to recapping all that went into the, the preparation, the, the weekend itself, and just decompression mode now yep. before we really, really start to amp things up because... Did you think I was going to stop at a comedy special? <laughs> Name the actor that did that. <laughs> oh, is that uh, Nicolas Cage? I hate you. What? <laughs> I don't know. What? That seems like a Nicolas Cage thing to do. What? Who is it? What Nicolas Cage movie? All of them. I don't know. <laughs> All right, fair enough. If you would have said face off, I really would have given it to you. But like, face off. <laughs> What an awful, trashy movie. Um, that's Jim Carrey, man. Uh, you know what? That would have been my second guess. Honestly, that no been wouldn't my... have. You said Nicolas Cage. Yeah, they're... you were getting ready to say some other crazy shit like John Travolta or something. <laughs> well, where is it from? In Jim Living Carrey. Color, uh, Fire Marshal Bill. <laughs> and then also, the I'm mask. pretty sure in The Mask. Yeah. Um. And I think he's done it in like Ace Ventura or something. But for sure, the mask. He might have did it in Sonic as well. <laughs> did you watch the new Sonic? The first new one, not the second new one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 
Yeah. I watched the first new one too. I took I took family to see that one. But then I haven't seen the sequel, which apparently is Jim Carrey's last movie, he said. He's done. And I'm pretty sure he only did those two movies because he had some sort of blood oath to the devil from his like early success in his career. Really? I don't know. What do you mean, really? I'm just spewing garbage. But <laughs> I Jim mean, he had like two more movies on his contract, you know? Like, yeah. He, he probably signed some way. deal. Yeah. Because that, that dude, met, you know his story? You know, he like signed a check to himself. He wrote a check to himself for like $10 million or whatever, and he dated it. And like it was the date was coming up. I think it was either to the month or something like that. Mm. And like he got a check for $10 million for uh, Dumb and Dumber or something like that. Like his first movie, he got a check for 10 mil. Wow. So he wrote it. He's big on that manifestation. Stuff. If you look at Jim Carrey and listen to anything that he says. I just saw a Jim Carrey clip today about the 33 days or whatever, the 33 spinal pieces that we have and how it's related to jesus and yeah man jesus died at 33 33 is the highest degree of freemasonry so you're considered uh fully enlightened as a freemason i think i'm not a freemason so this is all secondhand knowledge (laughs) um but yeah man what a weekend bro did it here's a here's a little patch here's a little black zeus logo patch uh, I should put this on something. I'm even rocking my merch right now. I'm rocking my beautiful jewelry from August Black Collective. Man, there's so many people that really, uh, they just want the extra mile, you know, in ways that I I haven't really seen all at once. It's crazy, bro. It's crazy, bro. Like, people see me how I have seen myself for a while, if that makes sense. Like my skill level, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not in, not in terms of, I don't know how you looked at me real funny. So what? I was, like, was that like a real ego fucking? No, but I was I was curious to think like where, where are you going with this? Where am I going with this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no skill level because I I had people, I had some people surprised at the fact that I could hold court for over an hour. I think the <laughs> theater taping was like an hour fifteen, an hour twenty, and I'm like, look, you you really are just catching up to mm-hmm. what I have known for quite some time. Is that I'm the shit. Yep. I know comedy. And uh yeah, I'm really I'm really fucking making a play at this. Like I'm no longer not believing in myself all the way. You know, and as I've started to just be more outward about that and unapologetic without being a cocky piece of trash, mm-hmm. you know, but people are starting to recognize and, and now having passed the weekend, people just know now. Is like don't fuck with this guy, and that's part of that's part of the goal for all of this. Because I, it's <clears throat> as much as like there's so many different plays mm-hmm. right now. You know what I mean? And one of the plays is a perception play. Because, like I said, man, I've I've known I'm this good, but because I haven't touched just for last Montreal, like it's it's a mentality thing, man. Especially within uh, the industry. Yeah. Especially within like Canada specifically because the ceiling is so much lower. It's like the blue check mark. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah, that's really well put. Yeah. It's like the blue check mark. And until until a platform puts you up, then people don't look at you. Yeah. But I'm like, suck my dick. <laughs> I'm waiting for a platform to put me on, nigga. I'm one of the best in this country. I'll fucking show you. How about that? And like, and it's like I did JFL Toronto. I haven't done the main one, mm-hmm. so it's like. To me, this is bigger than JFL, bro. Yeah. This is me literally proving to myself that I don't need anything like that. 
and that's I think better than JFL. Like you proving to yourself that you don't need JFL. Hey, I still would love to do JFL. <laughs> I'm still, I absolutely wait for the day to do JFL Montreal because what a what a festival. J give me, give me a close up. Am I yeah, in the close yeah, up right here now? You're Just relax. Whenever you're ready, whenever you're ready, I'll be waiting. I'm doing my own shit now. Um, yeah, man. I used to just be tunnel tunnel vision, like showcase, and then work towards JFL. And if you don't make it, you know, redraw or start like start start over, you know. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, I've had a few showcases now. They've all been spectacular, but it doesn't happen just like that. It takes it takes a while, and I'm really not gonna wait. Why the fuck would I wait for somebody else to do for me what I could do for myself? And the the most gratifying part of all of this has been the fact that I'm doing it with my people. Mm, yeah, yeah. At this point, now the team is set. Yeah. And everybody who has been involved and everybody who's just jumped on recently like to help with the show prep and all that stuff because I plugged my boys into certain roles, which hopefully, you know, they continue to down the road as we continue to do shit. Yeah. Like, the team is set, bro. So, like, now I really know. It's like, I don't need to wait for anybody. Mm -hmm. I don't need to wait to execute on visions that I've had. I'm ready. And everybody around me is ready. We're all hungry. Oh, and, uh, yeah, bro. <laughs> like, we got we got skills to put to use. And it's, like, why not put it to use ourselves, bro? Yeah. 100%. It's over. Oh, man. What a fucking weekend. So, started, uh... Actually, started midweek because I had some prep shows. So, um, yeah, shout outs, shout outs to Norm and Marlon from Extra Gravy. Uh, check out the Extra Gravy podcast, which, you know, they have infinitely more listeners than us. So you probably already know about them. But if you don't check that shit out because they've expanded too. like it's really interesting are you have you uh i, I used to listen to their shit yeah but like they're blowing up they got this new studio and ever since they got this new studio it's like they've really expanded their um yeah. their guests like they had jesse reyes on uh they yo like they're, they're killing they're, they're, it right now yeah they're doing well and they're doing great on stage too like norm is one of my guys like yeah we're the same class uh, Marlon is newer, but already a fucking beast. Yeah, this guy really knows what he's doing on stage. So it, it's it's gonna be fun to see him grow. Um, they put me on to their extra gravy comedy show on the Wednesday, then the Thursday. Shoutouts to my homegirl Sima. Uh, she put me on Tiny Grievances comedy at Winona. Um, it's a bar on Brewer Street in Toronto. Great little crowd. I already had the set. Like, I already had my set prepped and all that stuff, mm -hmm. but it was a matter of just making sure I, I was stage active, you know? Okay. Because for me, it's about a two-week mark. If I go past two weeks, it's not necessarily getting rusty. It's just, like, I turned the car off. Now I just got to restart it. Yeah, you got to let it warm up. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So it's like, I just didn't want to turn the car off. I just mm -hmm. left it idling. Yeah. And then rolled right into Friday at Backroom Comedy Club in Toronto. Uh, I had two shows, 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock. Fuck yeah. Let's go. What a way to set the pace. Uh, shout outs to Ariel Kagan, uh, Brandon Sobel, the people that run that club. 
run it amazingly well. Shout outs to the owners and the hostess and all the staff at Christy Pitts Pub, which is the bar that um, Backroom Comedy Club is attached to. Uh, it's also a Habesha bar. It's an Ethiopian bar, so it was like a family vibe. And then you and me, yeah, we gonna, even... I was going to save that, but if you want to get into Bruh, that. like you have no <laughs> idea. You have no idea. I'm so grateful. So th- like this is a part of uh, Toronto where there's a lot of Ethiopian um, shops. And right next to Christy Pitts Pub and Backroom Comedy Club is a restaurant, an Ethiopian restaurant called Salon. And I've never been in there. Mm. As many times as I've been to Backroom Comedy Club, I would just... Usually I'm bouncing around from show to show or that's my last stop and then everything's closed. But this time around, I, I did the eight. The eight was great. It was a great. Uh, it was a great setup. It was a great warm up, which is exactly what I needed it for, because mm-hmm. I knew the late show would be the one to really capture properly. Um, the eight o'clock went great. I dialed in my set. I knew what I needed to tweak and I knew like the wording and stuff and. And also, uh, my one my one shit joke, the bathtub the joke. Bath, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like that joke. I have two ways of telling it. Yeah, I, I noticed that. Yeah. yeah. You told it different from the eight o'clock to the ten o'clock, and then also like the theater show. I I stuck to the ten o'clock yeah, version because yeah. honestly, like the wording has to be so specific, and I'm not the type of comic that goes off of a script. I, I know the I know the beats of the jokes. I know the beats of the jokes. I don't know. We just lost camera or we got it back. This one just clicked out, clicked back in. It seems working fine though. Uh I wonder if that was Magic Lantern or if that was the actual camera itself. Anyways. It sounded like it, I heard the shutter, but either way, keep it's going. all good. Uh I don't what the hell was I saying? Uh, you have different ways of telling. Oh, that joke. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the alternate method is I kind of reveal like the punch, but I do it in a way that doesn't like all the way undermine the punchline. Okay. But I mean, comedy is comedy and you should probably save it just all. And I decided to do that. Yeah. I'm happy I tried it and got, uh, got footage of me doing it that way. Mm-hmm. But I'm very happy that I, I went with the alternate, which is the main version, honestly. Yeah. It's the funnier way to tell it. Yeah. One thing I noticed <laughs> when I was watching you do comedy, when you get into that, your shoulder stance, when you're like this, that's when you know <laughs> the, the big joke is coming when you like... You oh, that's hilarious. When I lean up on the, when I lean <laughs> on up on the mic stand. On your shoulder, but it's like... <laughs> and then the... But it's like you're, you're on the one shoulder. I noticed that like... Once you when you go sideways, I'm like, oh, here it comes. They're not ready for this, and then, bro, yeah. Oh man, I, I, yeah, I'm gonna have to pick your brain because it, it's gonna be nice to have a perspective on, on all the sets that is outside of my own. Um, yeah, the first set wasn't the strongest of the three. It's the weakest of the three. It's not bad. I had a great set, mm-hmm. but it's uh, like I said, it was the one where I I knew I would be tweaking, and it was um. It was the smaller of the the crowds, anyways. Yes, yes. So uh, that that, in its essence, is exactly what it needed to be. Mm-hmm. The ten o'clock show was fucking gangbusters, but I I you know I have a lot of vocal range, 
So uh, I needed that tea, baby. I need, I was drinking tea like crazy this weekend, yep. and I understand why the weekend canceled his fucking show now. Cause like that, this <laughs> nigga, this nigga sings on a nightly basis, and I can imagine like yelling, singing, yeah. sc- like dancing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and your voice is gone, bro. Like your voice is gone. So I went into Salem for the first time, and you actually followed me in there uh, shortly after I'd been in there. Mm-hmm. And man, it was. This is in between the 8 o'clock and the 10 o'clock show. So the 8 o'clock show is done now. And uh, we're all smoking weed. Shout-outs to, shout to Cookies Canada. Uh, everybody smoked out at all my shows. Yeah. Like, you know, if you ever see this on a poster, just know that it's going to be an amazing time. If you see this and it's a produced by, I think that's the other camera that's now. The other that's the other camera now, yeah. Yeah, uh, baby. Oh, we got that overlay now, baby. <laughs> yeah, check out that overlay. It's hip hop. <laughs> nah, yo, that's kind of funny, bro. Like, whoa. <laughs> this hip hop. Take the picture, Hillary. This is hip hop. You wouldn't understand. Um. Yeah, man. I I put on events, baby. Yeah. Like I really just. This is proof positive. I put on events. And uh, in between the two shows, just to get my voice back, I went into Salem, the restaurant next door. And it was everything I didn't realize I needed in between the two sets. Yeah. It, like, immediately grounded me, and it brought me back to reality. After, like, ju- like you know, after a set, there's a lot of stuff that goes on. It's like, you're analyzing, you're just fucking... But, like, for whatever reason, it just brought me back to center going into that restaurant mm. the way the setup they had they had a uh, bunna which is ethiopian traditional coffee well, was, with the popcorn this, setup so yeah. you had like the smell of the coffee and the popcorn right by the door what were you saying well while we're there you're like pointing out like oh this is this kind of jar and like all these things in the jebana like, yeah yeah jebana, exactly um so what you put the roast in the coffee roast it's like a pot yeah. And then you serve it with little saucers and stuff. They're they're essentially like espresso shots. Okay. Yeah. Um or at least the the cup size is like an espresso cup mm-hmm. size, but it is like coffee. Yeah. And uh Ethiopian like tradition is to serve uh bunna with popcorn. And the flavor combo is crazy. But tried, um just the look of that restaurant. And then you know the the owner is standing there and he's like looking at me and I got dreads. <laughs> But he's like, you have a shot? I'm like, yeah. He's like, here we go. And then it was just a roller coaster ride of just like, hey, where are you from? Where'd you grow up? This and that. Then his wife starts getting involved. I tell him I'm recording my comedy special. We just started going off. And then by this point, you start to come in. Yeah. And uh, I get my tea and it's just, bruh, what a beautiful reset. I couldn't I couldn't believe that that experience was, was right next door yeah. the whole time. and. For whatever reason, you know, fate is fate. I walked in when I was supposed to. Yeah, and and another thing that I like about it is like, while you're talking to the owner, right? Yeah. Switch to my camera. Where am I? Um, while you're talking to the owner, you're you're basically saying like, oh yeah, you know, I was born in Greece. My parents are Ethiopian and stuff like that. And it's like, I kind of almost forget that I didn't get footage because it's so similar to what you're talking about in the documentary. That we that played beforehand, mm-hmm. so I felt like that was like a, a super real moment where it's like, yeah, like this is in between the two shows, you 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 somehow come into contact with these people and you're telling them the story, and it's just like it was such like a such a real moment, you know what I mean? I yeah. Like, Damn it. And then like I said, you're talking about you know your upbringing that you're doing a show. They're like, oh, like you know, good for you that you're doing a show next door. Keep going and stuff like that. So I was like, yeah, that was. 
I don't, that was just such a, like a special moment. I don't even know how to describe it. <laughs> the whole, yeah, man, it was, it was organic. Exactly. It was just organic. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm really in the pocket of life right now, man. Mm. I just, I just am embracing everything that comes my way. I'm taking my lumps and learning the lessons instead of sulking and carrying the baggage. I'm I'm checking trauma instead of taking it on as baggage, and ever since I started just doing that, mm-hmm. it's flowing, bro. It's just flowing. I'm man, and now I'm like this is this is all. I'm so grateful, bro. Like the scene is so healthy right now. The comedy scene is so healthy right now. Like it wasn't like this when I started. Mm-hmm. And I'm just getting an outpouring of love from my from my peers, and and just outward expression of inspiration from from me just doing this independently, you know. Because mm-hmm. again, I, I, like, bro, I'm a visionary about this shit. I've envisioned the, this weekend mm-hmm. years and years ago, and I'm I'm talking like I've been doing comedy eleven years. I envisioned this like ten years ago. Damn. So like, and and like. It's it's come piecemeal, right? Like, but I had the overall vision, and, I, and there's still some man. I'm telling you, like the visions that I've had, and the visions that I've had now that have come to fruition, let me know that like I'm a visionary dude. Like I'm not, and this isn't like some ego trip. I'm not even saying this to try and sound profound or whatever. But mm-hmm. to myself, I have to acknowledge to myself that I I I know what the fuck I'm doing, at least for my own life. You know, and there was definitely a point in my life where I was freaking out trying to figure that out. And then, you know, before I started comedy, I was freaking out thinking like, I don't know what I want to do in life. And then I start comedy. I'm like, oh, my God, I want it. I know what I want to do. Can I do this to the best of like, can I be the best? And it's like, man, now it's like, oh, my God, I got a jetpack, bro. So, <laughs> so um, the eight o'clock show wraps up. Go to Salem. Have a have a nice little experience there, and uh, start getting closer to the ten o'clock. Now the thing about the back room is, is they don't have a green room, so I didn't really have a space to just disappear to, other than like the restaurant area up top. Um, so I went and smoked a joint in my car and just like decompressed and just hung out for myself, hung out with myself for a little bit. And uh, when I came back in, I'm like, bro, it was a vibe. It was like. Packed out. Yeah, it was like a whole different. Yeah, it was like, so weird because people was, just showed up so quickly afterwards. It was <laughs> it was bonkers, and like me and my crew are just looking at each other. I'm looking like you're around filming. Yeah, Luke is filming. I'm gonna get to the thank yous and names in in a moment, but um, yeah, it just felt like like I'm like okay, this is the movie that we were all talking about that was gonna happen this weekend. Like this is, and it just lit a fire under my ass, bro. And that second set was. So gangbusters, like easily the best set of the three. And that's not to dog the theater. I say that because I prefer club. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I did. I, I did amazingly well on the theater, but a theater is a little more drawn. Out. I used it as a theater. Like yes. it's the club was tight, intimate, like packed and just like we're right there. I could see everybody. They could see me. We're like breathing on each other, and that's like that's comedy, you know. Mm-hmm. The closer you can get to that is comedy. So I, al- I also, I've always thought about like, would I even want to do arenas? 
You know what I mean? Sure, I'd, I'll, sure I want to do an arena, obviously. Yeah. To, to say I did it. But I almost look at like doing multiple runs in a, in a theater space more legitimate. Like when I first saw Chappelle, it was in Toronto, and he did like six nights. Something crazy like that. It was like, it was like five, to, five or six nights, maybe four, I don't know, but somewhere in between there. Mm-hmm. And like one to two shows a night. I think maybe just one show, because that seems a lot. That does, I was gonna say like twelve shows like in a week. But he did a lot of shows. Yeah, he yeah, did yeah. a lot of shows. Yeah. But it was at the Danforth Music Hall, so like he this was just before his first special came out on Netflix. So he was like just about to make his big comeback, quote okay. unquote. Yeah. You know? Um. So I saw that that material, and he actually mm. performed the the two specials lot like. The first special and the second special that came out on Netflix were already done. Yeah. And he was touring that material. Mm. So I got to see like two specials worth of Dave Chappelle. Yeah. In an intimate theater space. And now he's coming back to Scotiabank Arena this time on New Year's Day. On New Year's Day, January 1st. So he's doing a New Year's Eve show in Cleveland, or not Cleveland, but in Ohio. Okay. Like where he's from. And then he's coming here the next day <laughs> to do uh, the arena. And, uh, like, the tickets are a lot more expensive. The the closest I could get that was affordable, I'm like, dude, I'm like, in another building compared to where I was sitting <laughs> yeah. and watching him last time. I'm like, yo, it just takes away for me, like, the the intimacy of comedy. So I'm like, but then, you know, he's Dave Chappelle. So... He has like a million people that want to see him wherever he goes. Mm-hmm. You have to do the big arenas or do a residency in the city, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I, ha- I that might be a route that I'm really more interested in is doing re- like when I get to a point like that, you know, where I, I have fans around and I mm-hmm. can mobilize a tour like that. Maybe like go and spend some time in places and then we could like be filming and doing all that. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, you already know how I think. Oh yeah. It's like, so the 10 o'clock show starts, and I just, I'm, bruh, that first show really put me on track, you know? I And I knew exactly what I needed to, to fine-tune and what wording I needed to change, and it just came out perfect, like perfect. Yeah. The perfect club set. And the club is all blue. They got the blue lights there. They got a beautiful atmosphere. They allowed me. They allowed me to completely take over the club too. So, like I set up my Black Zeus merch everywhere. Like I have the posters up all on the wall, signage everywhere. It, it was a vibe, bro. And it was like my vibe with my people. And it was just like a real glimpse into the future, bro. And then having that set go that good, like Tyler, um, who was filming that night. He told me, he's like, dude, if the theater burns down tomorrow before we get there, <laughs> and for whatever reason you can't do it, you have your special. Because, like, we both knew. It was like, that 10 o'clock was fucking fire. Yeah. So now it's like, okay, I'm, I'm on cloud nine. I'm drinking tea like crazy because my throat, by the second show, like, my was so rasp. And it's still, you can maybe hear it in my voice a little bit. It's still a little raspy. Because uh, there's, like, one or two jokes where I really yell. Yeah. And, <laughs> and um, yeah, so I, I just, I decide I'm not going to really party or anything. And I just fucking, you know, we come back, drop all the gear off. Everybody goes home. Mm-hmm. And the next day, 
Well, you didn't even sorry not to cut you off, but you didn't even get into like leading up to the show, like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> shit. I, don't, I don't even know if I want to bring that up, but <laughs> because there was, there was yeah, there, there was some, there was some drama before he even we even left before we even left Hamilton. There was some some drama. I'm grateful for you, bro, because I, 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 <laughs> he already X'd that from his mind. <laughs> I X'd that from my mind 100%, bro. Like, to me, the weekend went flawless. <laughs> I swear to God. I know it did. In my mind, I'm like, yo, the weekend was perfect, bro. Nothing happened. I'm like, <laughs> There's oh, no hang shit. Fuck. <laughs> Meanwhile, I have footage Friday you. morning. Yeah, you really have me fucking tweaking, bro. Oh, I got fucked. <laughs> I was supposed to have a lot, bro. This poster, bro. I was so happy to finally be releasing this poster because my boy Neil drew this art of me like a couple years ago. And it was going to be used for the podcast, but it was just too good mm. to just be my podcast icon. So I knew eventually I'd have something like so like as part of my merch, you guys already know I had the, the long sleeve shirts, the, the for us, by us inspired. Uh, by the way, the black ones turned out fire, too. The black ones have like this, uh, where the BZ outline is white. It's like a puff. It's like a raised, um, uh, puff print on the shirt. It's like fucking top notch, man. I'm so, I'm so. Do you have one here? Uh, it's in the living room. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna wear it on the next episode. Okay. Yeah. yeah save it for. <laughs> Tune in next episode. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is almost exactly what I wore on stage for my theater taping. I got the shoes. I got the headband. I got the August Black Collective custom-made jewelry for me. Wow, man. Like, I even just feeling this. I feel so powerful, dude. It's really it's really odd. These are dope earthstones. Um, I got the merch. And then, actually, you know what? I'll, I'll save it when I talk about the theater. Okay, yeah, save it. Let's, let's, talk, about, let's talk about Friday morning <laughs> when I went to pick up my merch. So, the planned merch which had been submitted, what I was told was in time mm -hmm. to have everything done. I was supposed to have fridge magnets. I was supposed to have this poster. Um, I was supposed to have two different, an alt poster also. So I had like the actual event poster that I was posting everywhere with the handbills and all that shit, like the local flyer. And then I had this custom poster that was done by Neil. Uh, and there's like a whole backstory to the to the painting. It's a digital painting, but like there's a whole backstory. And he has like, bro, I fucking look, whatever. And then I had vinyl stickers. You know, I'm getting mad again. <laughs> I should have brought it. Up. I had like a set of vinyl stickers that were fire, bro. Like I had I had this, what this patch is. So I had my logo. It was supposed to be a die cut vinyl sticker. I had this logo, the BZ for us by us. Uh, and another, I had the poster, I had that art as a vinyl sticker, yep. die cut, and those were all going to go in with, uh, the clothes. And then I had, uh, a fridge magnet with like five stickers. I was going to release a magnet sticker pack, which I'll probably still end up doing. It's just now it'll be online or at shows or whatever. You yeah. Know? But yeah, I was, I went to pick it all up and none of it, like. A, I was told that the guy started printing these <laughs> high res posters for me. The art that I was I was really proud to display. Uh, he started printing them without quoting me, and so I get 
a call from from the other lady that that works there and she's like yo i just wanted to confirm that you want to do this because he, he i asked if he had sent you a quote and he said he didn't but these are like 20 dollars a print <laughs> i'm like what i'm like i'm trying to sell posters for like five ten bucks like twenty dollars to print, like stop the presses, bro. Like that's not fucking happening. So already, I'm like staying calm right now. But like I'm like, okay, this is bad. And like, what do we have ready? She's like, well, the magnets are uh, outsourced. They're in town, but they're outsourced. But I can't see. All I can see is that they're at the warehouse. I don't even have the warehouse's address. I'm like, so I can't go pick them up to make this faster. She's like, I don't even know where it is. I don't know if it's. I don't know if they're done. I can't really see that much of it because apparently this other guy took over and just started whatever, bro. So then no magnets, no posters. Okay. And then the vinyl stickers, they didn't get cut. They didn't, they didn't get made because they're made at the same shop as the magnets and they didn't get made in time. And I, I wasn't able to go pick them up. So now I don't have any vinyls. So now I just have two stickers. And she made a bunch. She made a bunch hoping that I would approve and like take some. But they were just not usable. She took the she took what was supposed to be the vinyl. So essentially, the vinyl sticker of this is supposed to be like just like this patch. Yep. Just the lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, di- it's called die cut when they actually like it's a laser cut around the image. So it's just a sticker of this. But they don't have that machine at, at their shop. That's why it's outsourced. But just on on a whim, hoping that it would be something that I'd like, she made up a bunch with a black background. And it just like fucking yo, thanks, Dante. <laughs> thanks, bro. <laughs> Fuck, bro. How did I look? How did I look? Cause you were in the shop with me. This guy looked distraught. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I stayed calm though. Yeah. I didn't blow up on anybody. Yeah. And I told the lady, I'm like, that guy is very lucky that I like you. And she really came through for me like a bunch Mm -hmm. throughout the last two weeks. Handbills last minute, stickers last minute for when I did the Hamilton Day event and all that shit. So, like, I knew that she was capable and it wasn't really her doing. But this other guy, I'm like, bro, this guy, he he didn't really show his face in front of me. So that's. Was that the guy that later came out? To help the other lady. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this guy didn't even make eye contact. He did not make eye contact <laughs> with me. Bro, he was hidden. He was, he was hidden because yeah. I, I saw the other girl. Yeah, she was, was over. Until the, the white lady came and he's like, oh, I'll get out. Oh, bro. <laughs> bro. But shout outs to the local skate shop housed in Hamilton, Ontario. Ships to the world. Shipping to North America for free. That's right. I'm doing an ad because these niggas are the fucking shit, bro. Shout out to Jay, the owner of the local skate shop. This guy has been one of the most solid uh, third party, just like people in my professional life has given me some of the most like useful business advice and knowledge. I watched him take his skate shop from a small little fucking hole in the wall. And year over year, I would catch up with him and I'd be like, yo, what's your vision for this place? And he would tell me and then it would start to fucking execute. And then all of a sudden, this guy's got a shop like three times the size of what his original shop was. And he's shipping worldwide and he's working with like all the top top skate brands. He's been featured in all the top skate magazines 
and like he what he tells me he's got planned i really do believe i don't I, it's not me to put his business out there but i'm so excited because i believe that he's gonna fucking execute 100 percent. this motherfucker bro shout outs to you jay love you bro thank you because um without me even asking because jay and the local skate shop him and his girl um teamed up with me to customize my look for uh my theater taping and uh like I, I went over back and forth with them like a few times and like on the look and and um we landed on uh a overall set that was all patched up i had local like because i wanted to rep local skate shop too so it's got his patches it's got my patches it says zeus on there like it's it, I'll, I'll i'll show it in a minute but without me even asking this guy printed me a bunch of patches, bro. Like, he's like... And I told him what happened with all my merch and stuff. And he's like, don't worry. I'll make you a bunch more. I'm like, what the fuck? And then he's like, actually, you need you need prints? And then he recommended a shop. Said, mention my name. And you should be able to get something done. It didn't work out that way. But just, the, like, he is one of the most solid people, dude. And I, like... Can't believe it, bro. Because at least I had something other than just my shirts... And then I could combo something together for people. And um, yeah, man, let's uh, let's move away from the Friday. Now. <laughs> it ended amazing. It ended amazing. It couldn't have gone better. It, like like nighttime, the shows. Um, like maybe a little tweaks here and there, but I'm not, I'm not going to nitpick like that. I'm very grateful for what I got. And, and the people that that showed up love and love and respect. Thank you so much. Uh, you really made that night memorable. And and that second set especially that ten o'clock show y'all were fire for me like y'all y'all gave me everything and I gave it right back, and it really set me up for my theater, my first ever headline headline baby, I'm on the marquee bitch my name's on that marquee people are coming out to see me at a theater, fire bro gangbusters, and I didn't wait for nobody to do it, did it with me and my people bro, that's what I'm most proud of. Didn't wait for nobody to put me on. Did it with me and my people. And now everybody just knows. So imagine I had waited. What if I don't get it next year? What if I don't get it the year after or whatever? It's like, what? Am I not going to be legitimate in people's eyes? Like, you're crazy, bro. Don't, like, if you if you are in the scene and you see what I did this past weekend and, like, you don't look at me the same way I look at myself, then don't even try and book me, bro. Because... <laughs> Don't even try and book me, cause my race just went up, nigga. Like, let's 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 price be, went up. let's be serious. Yesterday's dog. price ain't today's, baby. <laughs> what it do, baby? Um. So yeah, because I didn't have the green room and I didn't have my boy Kadeem uh, to run court. I, I I didn't ask him to, but going forward, I'll probably get him to run everything. You know what I mean? Um. So I was doing a lot of like the groundwork. Still, while having to be in show mode. Yes. So I wasn't able to really lock into show mode for the first show right away. It took me a while because I had to set up the room and do all the shit. And I had friends. Uh, like, I had y'all. You know what I mean? Y'all were helping too. Uh, you and Luke were filming uh, BTS, like behind the scenes stuff, which I'm so excited to, to, to look at. Holy shit. Um, yeah. I, I knew going into the second day that I had Kadeem, who was my producer, he was running the floor for me. So I didn't really have to stress. I just, I spent the whole first part of the day chilling with my neighbor, mm -hmm. 
We just watched a bunch of shit, got high, and then ate. And then, yeah, I just started. Then you guys came over, and then we just started to get into show mode. But even then, I was just way more relaxed. And, uh, yeah, man, having you guys do the behind-the-scenes stuff was really fun. Like, really fun. Got Luke uh, filming, like, everything. So Luke was more on me because he had the cinema camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were on venue. Yeah. Um, what what'd you what'd you think? How was your experience of it all? I'm still, like I said, I couldn't even sleep. Like, when I got home on the Saturday, like, I was up till 5 a.m. I was like, I, bro, like, when when you're, when you're talking about, like, igniting the fire, like, how we're talking about in the car, like, I was like, bro, I'm just, I'm up. Like, I can't, I can't sleep. Like, I couldn't sleep. I was so energized. So, I was just, it was just such, like, a crazy, I don't even know what to describe. It was just awesome. You know what I mean? And just to be able to be a part of it, I was like, damn. You it was a movie, bro. Yeah, I'm so happy you're a part of it, bro. It was literally a movie. It wouldn't have been the same without you, bro. Because, I like, bro, we really just solidified the team. Like, this past weekend, this the, really solidified. And, and I'll, I'll go through all the names, bro, because everybody deserves a mention. Um, So we pull up to the theater, start to set it up. Shout out to the Zoetic Theater and their staff, Anthony um, and all your staff. Just amazing, gracious people. Open their doors up to me, just like back room. Let me do whatever I wanted, um, except for block fire, uh, fire, fire <laughs> exit <laughs> routes and shit, which is fair. Yeah, I'm not gonna complain about that one. Yeah, uh, they let me do everything else I wanted. <laughs> um, shout outs to Renzo. I had a DJ on this one. We had the little market set up, uh, like bougie burn with the candles, Celine's Bakery with with all the baked goods. Black owned Hammond was repping. We had a, and then we had my merch table all set up. My merch table looked gorgeous, bro. Holy shit, I was so happy to see that all set up with the shirts, mm -hmm. all packaged up with the stickers in them, and uh, bruh, like, if I'm like, bro, I was just at a Raptors game. Like that's what they do at arena show. Like that's what they do when you go to. Like yeah. it was just. Again, I just proved to myself. I know what an event is, and I know how to put one on. You know, and it's just like. And I asked everybody, I'm like, did it feel like an event to you? And they're like, it felt like a fucking event. Like, there was, everybody got dressed up and it was like, yeah. everybody's having a fucking fire weekend. It's like, they got the babysitter and all that yeah, shit. I'm like, yeah. for me, bro, I'm like, let's go, bro. This is just the beginning. And uh, I had a green, got a green room. Oh, I gotta, I gotta mention, man. Alan Shane Lewis, my opener. And Brandon Sobel, who, who opened the 10 o'clock for me, really set off, really set off the 10 o'clock with the right energy for me. And set Allen up properly too. I'm so grateful to them. They they, they did their thing. Um, I've known them for my entire career, and just inspirational to see what what they're doing, and what I'm doing, and us all just coming together, man. It's just it, it it's truly a blessing, and uh, it was fun to see them do their thing. And I'm happy I got to get like professional footage of them for them, mm -hmm. and just in general, you know. And uh, Chris Robinson was my opener. He's my brother, man. That's my dog. Like, the first guy to ever let me host his show when he was out of town and shit. Like, um, yeah, bro. Just I have such core memories in comedy with, with, like, a specific group of people. And it's, like, the Vape on the Lake people, which is, like, Chris Robinson, Paul Thompson, Natish, Mike Rita, and all the comics that would come through there at that, at that time. Saldo. My guy, Saldo. Ah, bro. 
So to have like Chris, who is now just killing it, bro. Like this guy inspires me to no end. He's got a, two kids, a wife. He's got a popping career. Um, it's just it's just crazy to see, man. It's really crazy to see. He's he's got a Netflix or not a Netflix special, but he's got a comedy special on Crave, uh, in Canada, which is like the HBO Canada. So check that out if you're in Canada. Check out Chris Robinson on Crave TV. I guess is what it's called. Yeah. Uh, roll into the theater, get into the green room. After it's all set up, I tell my boy Kadeem, I'm like, okay, I'm disappearing now. And I was so happy that I actually just got to do that. Yeah. Like once I was, everything was set up. Kadeem knew what he was doing. My boy Che knew what he was doing. You, Luke, Tyler was all set up. He was just running his own people, like doing all the camera work and all that. And I, I'm just like, yo, Che, can you just put up these last, uh, like, uh, Posters. posters and shit you know like signage and yeah. all that stuff because the visually i trust i trust him to like know where i want placement and all that stuff because i'm just about to disappear and he's like yeah no problem got you <laughs> and like bro just all of that coming together man was a real i'm like yo this is what i've been trying i tried to assemble the team before but i wasn't even ready yet mm. you know and if you're not ready and fully stepping into like a leadership role or like just your confidence isn't all the way up you can't you can't be trying to fucking you know what i mean and i didn't even have a plan to do a special back then mm. i was just trying to like get us to do content and all that stuff together but now it's like i know how to mobilize everybody i know what like i could just plug i could plug y'all in because there's something to plug y'all into yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah man it's just it it functioned like a fucking well-oiled machine it was an absolute preview for our future bro Absolute preview for our future. The documentary, bro. Woo! Fire, bro. <laughs> Fire. Shoutouts to Luke and Tyler. Luke filmed it all. He he traveled with me for like three months just, just capturing footage. And uh, Tyler sat through like over 30 hours of footage, he said. Yeah. To, to piece together what was a fucking epic... Absolutely how I envisioned it Telling of my career up until this point mm-hmm. Like my backstory The trials and tribulations The Nubian show and Kenny Robinson He had a whole section I'm probably going to release just that section Because yeah. we are definitely submitting this documentary to festivals We're fucking We're going festivals with this shit And see see what that turns out for us Because why not man It is ab- What do you do think? Do it yourself You what, know what I'm saying? Well what do you think? You think it's like festival worthy? Yeah, I mean, put it out there, like, dog. Like, this is like, like I said, the the stuff that you have and that you're talking about, the content and how it played out, as how it played out, and once again, just showing it in the theater, like the way the the audience was reacting to it while you're showing it on like the big screen. Like, yeah. You know, like. Yeah, man, <laughs> it was a vibe, bro. It was a vibe. What comics out there putting on a documentary and shit, nigga? We know what we're doing on this side, bro. Go figure out what you're doing on that side. Be yourself. Stop fucking copying the blueprint of everybody else. Figure out some new shit. People were like, documentary and all that shit. I was like, what the fuck? And then they saw it, and they're like, whoa. Yeah. I'm like, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Bro, I, it's, a, it's an event. It's a spectacle. I put, like, that's where I'm trying to really establish. If you're coming to a Black Zeus show, you're not coming to a show. You're coming to an event. You're coming to a spectacle. You're coming You're coming to something that's been so well thought out, not just for our side, but for your side. Like, I want you to, 
to leave feeling like you have to tell people about this. Yeah. And not just because it's just a straight up comedy show. So having my boy Chris, like I, I'm not gonna name names, but I had a comic. Like this is this is some weird bummy comic mentality, bro. Because mm. I told I told some people like who my openers were, and some of them were asking, it's like, so who are you getting to open for you? And there's this real thing in comedy where people are afraid, afraid, bro, to big up other people who may be funnier than them. I'm dead serious. So when I told uh, someone that I had Chris Robinson opening up the theater for me. Chris is like done just for, he's done just for last multiple times. This is what I'm saying It's perception, right? Yep. Because he's done JFL because he's like on TV. He has a show and all that shit. He's got a special on Crave. Like people look at me like I can't follow Chris, like suck my dick, nigga. And that's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I don't have the confidence. I pick Chris because I know he's going to smash and I'm going to have to follow that. You fucking weaklings grow a set the fuck he really said and you know what i actually love this guy i love him to death <laughs> and i talked to him I'm like what the fuck are you talking about yeah but i'm like don't why would you think like that mm. why oh my god you're getting chris like he's really good aren't you worried I'm like are you fucking crazy worried i'm about to do my first special if i was worried i wouldn't be about to do my first special yeah. if i thought that what the fuck bro what the fuck that shit is weird to me that that, that that's Come on, man. Have more confidence in yourself and your ability. Or maybe you do have the right level of confidence, and that's why you're just being like that. Yeah. Because you don't believe in yourself like that. But, nigga, I've proven to myself I started in the slums, bro. I started in the slums, and I, I made Adam Sandler laugh and tell me he loves me and not to quit. Suck my dick, bro. Yeah. I'm sure Adam Sandler didn't tell that to your friend. No offense to him, but... <laughs> I love you, bro. I love you, bro. Love you, too. But that's just facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, some people, they, they kind of have that mentality. It's and weird then, to me, bro. Yeah. How are you not... Bro, then why are you in it? Like, why are you in it? Why are you in it? I'm trying to... Bro, like... This I did early on, because I wasn't getting... Yo, I had to leave Hamilton... You know, which a lot of comics have done or have to do when they really take this shit seriously. Because, like, especially when I first started, there was, like, a fucking weird... It was like a dead zone, man. Mm. Nobody left this area. Nobody left to really embark on bigger and better. Yeah. It was like they became big fish in a small pond. And I'm like, nigga, no. And I wasn't getting the respect even in, like, even as a... That I felt that I... You know, I'm... I wasn't like fucking hysterical or anything like this. You know what I mean? But there's like, there's still like, bro, I was like, you guys are treating like this is some weird shade. And I disappeared, bro. When I still lived here, I didn't even have a car. I would take a fucking go bus, a Greyhound to Toronto every day by myself and just go do sets. And then you know what happened? I got better because I was surrounding myself with funnier people who were actually fucking motivated and doing shit. Yep. You know what I mean? So that was... When I started to get better, also another place where I really credit me getting as like this level of confidence on stage is the weed lounges. How grateful I am to have started in Canada at a time where Toronto had like fucking six to seven weed lounges and the rest of the world had none. Mm. Like, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially comedy world. Yeah. It's like you're performing in a bar or, or like a weird, like a restaurant or a theater mm -hmm. or a club. That was it. But we had like, Instead of the bar scene, 
we had the bar scene and we had the vape lounge scene. Yeah. And if you like, if you came up in that time, then you're a really strong comic because you think it's hard to perform for a removal of drunk people. The, drunk like makes you open and jovial and fucking yeah, you can be obnoxious and all that shit, but you're gonna laugh obnoxiously loud too. Yeah. Weed heads, bro, to perform for and I'm a stoner, so I all I was never afraid. But people that didn't smoke. Like the fear of God would get stricken into them when they did a set at these weed lounges. Cause like weed heads are like this. <laughs> and like some of them, they have the vape bags. If you've ever smoked a volcano, it's like a giant plastic oh, bag yeah. that you fill up with fucking weed vapor. And people just smash. <laughs> just like all you hear is plastic just being smushed into people's faces in front of you. But when you're a stoner, you really know the language, bro. You, I speak the stoner language, so I knew how to work around that. I, I wasn't intimidated by silence because I knew stoner silence. And then what ended up happening was that I just started getting all this, like, is it confidence or is it just like, because I wasn't all the way funny yet, but I was starting to get really loud last in, a vape, in vapor lounges consistently. Yeah. And then I would take those jokes to other places and they would smash. So I started to understand. It was like, oh, like, bro, you get a loud laugh in a vapor lounge. That's like an actual kill in a regular mm. comedy setting. Interesting. You know what I mean? So, like, I really credit those rooms and the people that I surrounded myself with. Yeah. I surrounded myself with Chris Robinson, with Paul Thompson, with Mike Rita from the jump. Like, from the jump. Keith Pedro, like, from the jump. Yeah. Jean Paul from the jump. Like, like all the, all the, Gilson, like, Oh, from the jump. All like so many OGs that I didn't even name because it's just like uh, my mind is now drawing a blank because I'm trying to think of all the names. Norm, bruh. Well, Norm, Norm is my class. Oh, I thought and, you and actually like a little bit after. Like okay. Norm, Norm came in just a little bit after me. Yeah. And it's actually it was actually really fun because Norm didn't boot up until a lot later on. Like he was funny from the jump. Yes. But like, and even he, like I, I remember having conversations with him. It's like he didn't take it all the way seriously yet. You know what I mean? But when he did, he became disgusting. Like he's, he's, he, the level of talent that guy has in his pinky finger, yeah, bro. Yeah, he plays piano. Disgusting, bro. This guy's like Bruno Mars. Of his sing-a-ting, <laughs> his sing-a-ting on fucking Instagram, bro. I, I always tell him, I'm like, you need to do more of those because they're just, mm. but, um, but yeah, bro. And you, and you know what? Even like Robinson and them, I would consider like, those are my classmates. Okay. They were there ahead of me. Yeah. But I was still considered like those are my classmates. Okay. You know what I mean? And and they're the ones that really inspired me to fucking because they were murderers when I already stepped on. So and they got progressively funnier faster because they were always around each other. Like they yeah. came up together, you know, so I was just coming in. Mm-hmm. But uh, eventually, you know, here I am 11 years later and I truly feel like, bro, I'm in my own element and I'm fucking just ready to tackle everything bro you can put me on any stage and i won't i won't bat an eyelash i'm ready uh i gotta i gotta big up this fucking set of overalls from local skate shop like bro they this is what i wore on the theater stage you can see the local patch right there you can see the black zoos patch right up top bam right there and just like all around the design, the design is just like retro, like '90s me, skater me, and uh, this is exactly how I wanted to look on stage, bro. I think there's another local patch somewhere. Yeah, bam! I fucking love this one right here. Did I get that? I think I got that. Yeah, raise that one up. 
hip-hop cam. Bam! Bam! Hip-hop. This is... Damn, son, where'd you find this? Um, so I wore this with the Nikes and my merch and the beads. I actually had a set of your beads, too. Uh, your wrist beads, no? Yeah. Yeah, I got all beaded up. I got all beaded up. And I proceeded to have one of my favorite and just most enjoyable times on a stage ever. And it's partly due to the fact that it was the biggest stage. I like. Yeah, that was, was a really a big stage. And I used it. Like I've been <laughs> so ready for like, more stage space. I like how as soon as you got on stage to, to like test it out, you start like doing laps. Yeah, I just <laughs> did laps because I'm like, give me the long quarters. Like, is this long enough? The go as far as you're gonna go, and I just ran to the other side. And there was even a moment during the set where I just ran yeah. across the stage really fast. I'm just like, dude. I don't know. As much as I love the clubs, I, I'm realizing, I'm like, yo, when you have that much room to work with. Yeah. Like, Cat Williams has always been one of my favorites to watch, and it's because he uses the stage. He does use the stage He uses a the lot. stool a yeah. lot, and he uses the stage space. He's always running around, yeah. tink like tank. Pacing. Poor little tink tank. <laughs> this fucking... Mike Epps is another one. Uh, and yeah, the document... So, Chris opened the theater... Uh, and then the documentary, he set up the documentary and then the documentary was set up to bring me up on stage mm -hmm. and, um, it just flowed perfectly. The reception from the documentary was amazing. Uh, the reception that I got from the audience for my set was amazing. A couple dummies had their phones on, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I got one of them. I got one of them good. I let the first two slide cause they were like really quick and they disappeared. Yeah. But the second one, I caught a couple rings. I'm like, yeah, all right, it, you're getting roasted, nigga. Times. What are you, what are you doing, bro? This is costing me money, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, just what a, what a, that one dude was, uh, he was like wheezing. <laughs> it was a girl. It was a girl. It was a girl oh. with the, the tea kettle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And actually, I got a message from one of my old uh, assistant managers. He's like, A, you had an amazing set. I'm so proud of you. B, that was my girl. With the, with the, yeah. So that was his, that was his girlfriend oh, no. with the wheezy. And, um, and uh, my boy CJ was actually sitting somewhere near them, he said. <laughs> oh, no. Was it the cell phone? Someone was sitting near them. And uh, they told me, he's like, after I, I made fun of her a couple times. It's like she didn't want to laugh out loud, so she would like, cover her mouth and shit. I'm like, that's hilarious. Um, yeah, I, I I called on it as much as I needed to, but there's a there's a thing where if you draw too much attention to something like that, like a unique laugh, mm. then everybody's just gonna fixate on that, uh. and it kind of so. Again, it's like very subtle mastery of the stage. You know what I mean? It's like you got to be aware of these moments, and and acknowledge them, but. Because she continued to laugh. Yep. Like, in the back of my head, I already knew. There's a real... I, I Bro, this is one of my favorite things in life. And it really only happens for me. Or mostly it happens unless I'm on psychedelic. Okay. On, on stage. Where you're in the moment. Like, in the moment. Yes. Like, literally, I'm scanning the crowd. I'm telling a joke. But in the back of my head, I'm, like, compartment compartmentalizing, like, three jokes ahead. Mm -hmm. And then also, like, just listening... For the wheezing or whatever, it's like when you're in the moment, bro. You're just like, yo, it's a freaky feeling, man. Because you really, like, you just feel like I, you don't feel any more in control than that in life. Really? 
Because if you think about the moment in life, like it's past. Look, as soon as I say something, it's done. It's yeah. done. Yeah. This, this is done. This is done. This is done. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, but but that pocket of when everything just slows down and yeah. you really feel in the moment. Yes. It's it's like addicting. It's like <laughs> fucking drugs. Yeah. I, I love that shit. And like that's why I'm so fascinated and just I just love progression and I love progressing and I love that I am progressing to the point where I'm like becoming masterful at this shit. Mm-hmm. Like the comic that I envisioned being when I started is the guy that I'm becoming. It's like Yeah, man. Crazy. Crazy. Um. Yeah, the set went really well. The end of the night, we ended up just mossing out, smoking in front of the theater. Uh, I have to, man, my Instagram was blowing up from all these posts and shit. But I have to, have to go through the list of names, man, because th- this was not doable on my own. Um, all the press. Did I actually, yo? Before I, before I. Let me just, let me just, what, 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 is, what is this? What am I busting out a newspaper on a podcast? What is, what is this Hamilton Spectator? The biggest and most influential newspaper in the Hamilton area. What is this? Okay, the sports section. All right, yeah. Okay, what's on TV? Oh, the arts and life section. Let's, let's take a look at the arts and life section. Let me look at the, let me look at the arts and life section. What's, what, what is it? Comic books or what's on the cover of the arts and life section a fucking yeah bitch yeah go back to the wide for me look at that look at that that's a full fucking page newspaper article written on your boy my mom is proud of this one you know what i'm saying got my picture all in that bitch if this was 1998 you know how much more famous this would make me (laughs) but because it's 2022 Hamilton is an old school town, so this actually did sell me a lot of tickets. Yeah. Like being on the cover of the Arts and Life section. So, uh, A, I got to give a big shout out to Jeff Mahoney, who is uh, the one that interviewed me. Shout out to him, man. I am so grateful. Look, look, Black Zeus to showcase Olympian comic chops at Zoetic. Zoetic is the theater that I performed at. What a headline, bro. Black Zeus to showcase Olympian comic chops at Zoetic. Black Zeus, a.k.a. Mike Demissi, is bringing his comedy show, Black Zeus Self-Portrait, to the Zoetic Theater on Concession Street on Saturday for a taping that will be released in digital form in 2023. All right. I'm going to read the article. You want to read the article? I'm I'm, going to read the article. Why the fuck not? The comedian's Black Zeus Self-Portrait happens Saturday and is being taped for digital release. Black Zeus knows how explosive comedy can be. For the stand-up, you can die up there. Explosive? I've bombed enough times, he says, with a self-deprecating laughter, but that was in the early days of his 11-year career as a comic. He also knows how explosive comedy can be, but for the audience, it kills, as they say, when it's going as it should. This summer, performing at the Corner Comedy Club in Toronto, he saw Adam Sandler in the audience. The famous movie actor slash comedian was in Canada working on several projects and came to see the routine of one of his writers. While there, he caught Black Zeus's act. I was so nervous, says Black Zeus, a.k.a. Mike DeMissi, but I just decided to be myself. He says he looked over from time to time and Sandler was giving him belly laughs. Let's go. What a fucking article this is. He told me after, don't quit. Like telling a compass not to stop. 
like telling a compass not to stop pointing north. I fucking love that little touch, bro. I love that. Yo, and there's another one, too. There's another little drop like that, too. <laughs> he told me after, don't quit. Like telling a compass not to stop pointing north. The two sides of comedy. Black Zeus has appeared at Just for Last Toronto, the legendary Nubian show at Yuck Yucks, and on Sirius XM. He also hosts Black Zeus, the podcast. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Black Zeus, the podcast weekly. And today, Black Zeus will present his first comedy special taping, Black Zeus Self-Portrait at the Zoetic Theater in Hamilton, 526 Concession Street, at 8 p.m., with doors opening at 7 p.m. for a pre-show market. Because we do events, bitch. Doors open, DJ blasting, shit to buy, shit to drink, popcorn to eat. Y'all ready for more? Let's go. <laughs> Black Zoo self-portrait will feature comedic biographical, biographical snapshots from his unusual life story. He was born in Greece to Ethiopian parents before coming to Canada at the age of six. First London, Ontario, then Hamilton, where he went to St. Thomas More Secondary School, as well as the best jokes from his 11-year career. If the language of comedy tends towards brutal bombing, killing, dying, the irony is that at its best, it's the great cure. It is healing. I love that, too. I yeah. fucking love that, too. He really understands that. Because I mentioned that. Like, I really went in. I'm like, dude, this is medicine. Like, yep. this shit is... Yes, laughter is best medicine. Then lack of it is the worst, like chemo. But damn, I didn't see that part. <laughs> God damn. All right, Jeff. Yes, laughter is the best medicine. Wait. Yes, if laughter is best medicine, then lack of it is the worst, like chemo, but it's necessary. Bombing is what keeps you from making mistakes. This, this is a quote of mine. From repeating mistakes, says Black Zeus. Without it, you don't know what to correct. What to correct to get... What? Without it, you don't know what to correct. What to correct to get to you. Let me read that again. Because <laughs> that was disjointed as fuck. I feel like I'm reading for class right now. Bombing is what keeps... Bombing is what keeps you from making mistakes. From repeating mistakes, says Black Zeus. Without it, you don't know what to correct. What to correct to get to you. Ah, okay. You, without it, you don't know what to correct. Like, what to correct to get to your true self. Mm. That's what... Oh, to correct to get to, to you. you. Got it. Bingo. Got it. Exactly. Getting to you. Bam. I should have just kept reading. <laughs> <laughs> Getting to you, to yourself, to your true self as a comedian is key. There must be a comfort with one's voice and materials persona and stage presence especially as they relate to one's core identity but it's like peeling an onion says black Zeus. there's not always a con there's not always a complete you to be gotten to that's where growth comes in black he got that in he got that in that i fucking i'm all about progress bro you're not you're not your complete self until you're in your deathbed yeah. then you have no more lessons to learn like i'm so happy he captured shit like this man like Fucking, that's where growth comes in. Black Zeus has had lots of it. Growing up in London, he says, I experienced a lot of the harshness of life at a sooner age than I should have. Part of it was racism. Part was not having the right fit. Hamilton was much better. For a few years, he lived in Toronto, but with the pandemic, it made more sense to return to Hamilton. Everything in good time. And of course, in comedy, timing is everything. 
says Black Zeus. The timing is right. I'm so happy right now about the upcoming special on Saturday. Tickets are selling well, and he feels he is right at his best stride, ready. He was always engrossed by comedy, says Black Zeus. As a child, comedy was all he watched. He was utterly drawn to it. Everything from Charlie Chaplin to Bugs Bunny. As he grew up, that feeling became even more emphatic. His tastes evolved. The Simpsons, then more adult comics. His main influences, he says, are Dave Chappelle, Andy Kaufman, Bernie Mac, George Carlin, and Patrice O'Neill. Let's go, bro. Let's go. I'm in an article with my goats, bro. Get the fuck out of here, bro. God is good. Let's go. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, and Patrice O'Neill. I like comics who are also a bit philosophers, he says, Black Zeus. Sadly, he adds, all but Chappelle are dead now. <laughs> yeah. He took improv at Hamilton's legendary The Staircase, but while doing it, he he was exposed to stand-up. Let me get back to this article. He was exposed to stand-up, to a stand-up comedian, and he knew... That's what he wanted to do. Even when it didn't come to him right away, he knew he had the potential. I had to learn to allow myself to breathe. I was waiting to be a supreme I was waiting to be supremely funny. Now he says he has learned. He has grown. I know how to dial it up to 11, he says. He knows which wires to cut so that the bomb doesn't happen. What a slick line this guy. Shout us Jeff Mahoney, you slick guy. This guy's um, like a real writer or something. Yeah, for real. Oh, he interviewed me for like 35, 40 minutes. Like, he really asked me a bunch of shit. Yeah. You know, and I could tell by what he was asking, and then he would go back and like try and fill in some info. Yeah. So I'm like, but I thought it was just going to be online. I thought it was just going to be on the online. And then I didn't even know that this article existed until I saw a homie of mine post it. Shout out to Trevor, my guy, because he posted it on his feed, on his Instagram story. Really? And it was my picture, and it was the article. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> What is this? When did this come out? I'm like, when did you get this paper? He's like, today. I put my clothes on. I ran to the corner store. I bought every copy they had. Nice. And then I told, like, I'm talking to the people because we were talking about how great Hamilton is and shit. Mm -hmm. And I invited them to my comedy special. And then I opened up the newspaper. I'm like, this is me. And we all started out. Me, this old white lady, and this Arab woman that that uh, was the clerk. Okay. And the white lady was, like, just a, uh, a, a shopper. And we all just started high-fiving. Yeah. I'm like, that's Hamilton, that's bro. Hamilton. That's like the, the community vibe that I yeah. fucking love about this town. Um, okay. I had to learn to... Yeah. Now he says he has learned. He has grown. I know how to dial it up to 11, he says. He knows which wires to cut so that the bomb doesn't happen. As to his name, Black Zeus, he says he enjoys the tradition, not practice so much in comedy anymore, of a persona, a stage name, an alter ego, like Childish Gambino, a.k.a. Donald Glover. You have to make yourself undeniable, he says. For the event, Black Zeus has partnered with Black-owned Hamilton, and before the show, there will be an opportunity to to purchase items such as cookies from several Black-owned Hamilton businesses. Saturday's taping will be released in digital form in 2023. Tickets are $25. Black Zeus is also doing a taping Friday at 8 and 10 at the Backroom Comedy Club in Toronto. Black Zeus has appeared in Just for Laughs, Toronto, the legendary Nubian show at Yuck Yucks and on Sirius XM. God is good, bro. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Let's go. This is the beginning. You know what I... Do you know how I truly see this? What just happened? Because this is how I see myself in comedy. I'm, I'm 11 years in the game. I'm an 11-year-old. Yeah. That's how I truly see it, bro. I'm in this for life, which means I'm an 11-year-old in this. That's a baby. I'm an infant still. So as good as I feel now, what's it like when I'm 22? What's it like when I'm 33? Like, what the fuck does that even look like? 
um god willing i get there you know but um it's over man i'm just i'm just done not taking myself all the way seriously i'm so grateful to you dante i'm grateful to the whole crew we gotta we gotta shout everybody out and get the fuck out of here uh i there's no custom theme for this episode i'm not even gonna bother henny because he's he's with his girl right now he's having a great time and he's done so much for me especially in these last two weeks just helping me prep for all this getting music for the documentary and he made my custom walkout uh music uh, which was inspired by Yasin Bey, Mostaf, Sunshine. Uh, so I'm using that for this episode. So what you heard at the beginning of the episode and what you'll hear again at the end is the custom Hendog walkout music for my comedy special. That's what played when I walked out on stage. Now, time to get to the thank yous. A, thank you to everybody. Everybody, everybody, everybody who shared this. Hip-hop cam. Everybody who shared this. Everybody who sent their love their support if you couldn't be there and let me know why because you were like concerned with the fact that you weren't going to be there i love y'all man it was it was everything that it needed to be and i'm so grateful for you guys give me the wide real quick bro wanna, wanna get the full feel here to my team dante to my team bro che kadeem lou and b from 27 Collective, the, the fucking tandem, the duo, the duo of a lifetime, the ones that initially fucking helped me really breathe life into Black Zeus, the podcast, and, and helped me build this studio, like, forever, forever grateful to you. Hendog, my oldest, dearest friend, my weirdest friend, my Spanish version of me, my Latin version of me, sorry, he's not Spanish, he's from El Salvador. <laughs> I love you bro I thank you for everything That you continue to do I'm so excited That you're a part of this journey uh, It's a matter of us now Fucking establishing ourselves And you've already Gone and done So much On your own And I'm just excited To be a part of this Tyler and Brandon Silver Drop Media Tyler man Bruh This is my brother 11 years Me and this guy Have been knowing each other up and down the road together so many things we've just filmed just to just to figure shit out nobody understands me visually on camera like that guy i'm so grateful that that none other than than silver drop tyler and brandon filmed my special they got the audio down and I, and did my documentary i love you tyler thank you so much you fucking killed it bro that documentary is one of the my favorite highlights of my entire career bro and it's only because it is a highlight of my entire career up until this point so this is like a, a nice bookend to go into the next spot thank you boys for everything damien my pr i love you thank you for everything you did you're the absolute shit you responded absolutely as i needed you to you you really went above and beyond and got me a bunch of shit that i i, I needed that was outside of the space of my comedy special and I'm, I'm very grateful i look forward to working with you again and uh we're gonna we're gonna take it even further dante my guy you know i love you bro i thank you i thank you so much bro you fucking rock that camera uh i'm very excited thank you for being part of this podcast and just like completely just jumping on board of this vision yeah, i think man. i think now you really do see like do where see this it. shit yeah. is going I'm so excited to have you on board. Junior, 
Love you, bro. Bevel. Go listen to this guy on Spotify. Go listen to JR Bevel. Fire, fire music. And I'm not just saying that because he's my boy. Uh, I actually listen to it regularly. I play it at work, and they all love it. Uh, I just play it for random people. It like it, it sounds like this nigga should be on like Billboard charts mm, and shit right yeah. now. I'm very proud of what he's doing, and I'm very excited for what we got planned in the in the new year and just going forward, man. Um, let's see, Luke, white slave, my white slave, bro, my favorite and only white slave, because it's hard to find people that'll let you call them that. You are my brother. Thank you for riding up and down the streets with me for three months, just filming all that footage. Uh, I'm I'm so grateful, bro. You get the vision too, and uh, and and now it's it's just a matter of continuing to push each other forward, and 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 making new new pieces of art, bro. I'm I'm so excited. Shout outs to Luke, um, Xander, Xander, the man. With the, with the fucking iron hand, bro. That screen printed all my merch. Absolute monster of a designer. Uh, I'm very excited. I'm very... This this dude is me. Like, we're the same person. It's really freaky. Our dreads are the same length. We have the same winter jacket. <laughs> we watched wrestling growing up. Yeah. Like, and, and when I brought, like, the FUBU logo flip idea to him, we immediately just started vibing on all these ideas. Mm -hmm. Very in sync, man. I'm very excited to be working with this guy going forward. Um, I said Che, but I'm going to say Che again. Because, like, I've never met anybody like Che. This guy needs a double mention, bro. Like, this, this, bro, if, if, anybody, if you have anybody in your life even one quarter as solid of a human being as Che, you will... You will go wherever you want in life. I, I, look, I'm at a loss for words, bro. I don't even know how to describe my friendship. I'm so forever grateful for for the brotherhood that that is our friendship, and this is just the beginning, man. The car rides, bro. Me and this guy would be talking about this shit years ago when I first started comedy, when he first started doing his shit, and to see what he's doing now is crazy, bro. He's really fucking, he's making crazy waves. In in the cannabis industry and in the hip hop scene and in so fun, bro. Thank you for everything, bro. From day one, this nigga is my day one, and I'm I'm eternally grateful. Uh, Kadeem, I love you, bro. I gotta mention you again. Thank you so much for producing this shit. Thank you for just being there for the meetings, being on call whenever I needed you, bruh. I got so much work lined up for us in the future, and I'm so excited to see how we expand this team and really how far we, we take this shit. I'm so grateful. Thank you for your dedication and your level of support. Much love to Kadeem. RJ, the designer extraordinaire who I've been working with on this look. We really crafted something that I'm super proud of. I know he is too. And uh, we got so many ideas and visuals for the future, bro. Now, it's not a, not just a matter of me being a fucking established comedian. I'm an established designer with this guy. Like, like and hey. Xander, too. Like, because we got, oh, bro, we got fucking ideas. Mm -hmm. And I love fashion. I, lo I love that shit. Like, I look at clothes as just another canvas, you know? Yep. And, and he does, too. So, very excited to see what we do. And not even necessarily just the clothes. We got other ideas, too. So, that, that's, that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I got to shout out two of the most lovely women I've ever met in my entire life, Tina and Riri. Uh, yo. Yo. Tina, 
I, I love you to death. Thank you for everything. Thank you for riding so hard for me. Riri, you as well. I've never met two women that have just completely just opened their fucking hearts up to, to me and exposed my art to everybody in their life and just brought people always are talking i know they're two of the two of the people that talk most positively about me when i'm not in the room mm. you know and like that i love these two women to death y'all are part of the team in in a very real real tangible way and i'm excited for this thing to continue to expand so we can actually get everybody on board in a way that we're living and eating like bro because that's that's the goal neil my brother my fucking throw up a fist for neil right now pause um, but yeah, we got, we got to get all righteous for my brother right now. Neil, bro, in the trenches, uh, the man that made that poster art for me. Uh, I met him in animation years, years ago when I, when I took animation in college. And, um, I'm, I'm just so grateful that I met this brother. Like we've always stayed in touch, uh, when he was out, like, he's in the West coast of Canada, but when he came out this way again, he actually came and visited and we got to chop it up again. But I was like, I was in such a fucking paranoid, like high state that it was like, it was just one of the funniest, weirdest fucking hangout sessions I've had in a long time. But like, he's my brother. So it's not even like it was a fucking weird problem in a negative way. It was just like, I'm just so grateful, bro. This guy's mad talented and I'm excited to get to the West Coast so we can start doing shit and, and, and just fucking up the west coast together because that's gonna be fun uh let's see bro i got the whole list bro i got my boys tyrone and kyle again these are these are my these are my high school this is my this is my fan this is my knights this is my black knights stm go knights baby um the reason i'm a comic is because of these people the reason i'm a comedian is because of a the comic influences in my life just from childhood but the lunch table in high school. Like, if it wasn't for that lunch table, I don't even think I'd have such good comedic timing right now. Like, bro, just on point. Niggas, it's the reason why I love roasting my friends. It's the reason, like, people kind of get sick of me from time to time. They're like, bro, just give it a rest. You don't have to always harp on us. But it's like, this is my love language, bro. Roasting is my love language, and it was learned in high school. Like, if you, bro, if you had your shirt tucked the wrong way, bro, it was over. Like, yeah. you got flame <laughs> and that just gave me tough skin mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. uh to the venues backroom comedy club zoetic thank you so much once again i'm so grateful to y'all and i'm very excited to see what we get to to actually do together in the future now to the partners holy shit to the people that attach their brands their reps their names to this that helped make it the event that it was let me fucking run down. Yo, yo, Cookies Canada, thank you. I got to give away cookies joints, and y'all let me use your logo and shit. That's a big deal, bro. This this, this is not no small chump shit, bro. Mm -hmm. Cookies is the brand yeah. in in weed, bro. Yeah. And and the fact that Black Zeus got, got to give away cookies, and they weren't mad at me using their stuff, I'm forever grateful. I love y'all. Y'all are the shit. Uh, Shout-outs to my Noya Cannabis family. Love and respect all around, man. Everybody at Noya Cannabis, I'm forever grateful to all of you. Holy fuck. From the front office to the back, I love you all. 
you really went above and beyond. Everybody, like everybody at Noya went above and beyond for me. I'm mm-hmm. fucking eternally grateful. Black owned Hamilton, this beautiful family that you have, amazing people, amazing people, welcomed me to all their events, allowed me to promote my shit, gave me a table at their events, and, and I'm very excited to be partnering with, with Black owned Hamont for the, for the market for this event. Shout outs to everybody there. I love y'all. I also have to shout out uh, Melanin Market. Shout out Khadija. I love you. Thank you for all the press. Thank you for bigging me up, for promoting me. And uh, she will also be part of the markets going forward. It's a collaborative effort between Black Owned Hamont, Melanin Market, and myself. We're going to start doing stuff collectively, individually. Because uh, she, uh, Melanin Market, had like another event during the weekend, which is great. Because yep. I was able to bring in Black Owned Hamont. But we'll switch it up and then we'll do stuff together. I'm so, I'm so excited for that. The local skate shop, the best skate shop in the fucking world. And you're really about to know that shit soon. This guy's going worldwide, baby. He already is, but he's really going worldwide. And it's going to be fun. Thank you, Jay, for everything. Thank you to your girl. Thank you, everybody there, for all the work. Thank you for curating my look and for just coming through heavy with, with some patchwork and just, just everything you've done, man. All the advice over the years. I'm, I'm forever grateful. August Black Collective. Look at this beautiful, bro. Go follow all these people on Instagram and social media. August Black Collective, handcrafted jewelry, and like all earth stones. Uh, I, I have the breakdown. I forgot to bring the sheet in with me, but this this um, necklace and this bracelet, all earth stones, like chosen for her by me. We, we did a collab. Like She got an idea of what I was looking for and then the colors that I'd be rocking and all that stuff. But then she actually picked the specific stones to give me specific like energy going up there. And I'm telling you, as weird as this is, because I'm like super, you know, I'm super godded out. But I'm touching this shit and I feel like a type of way, bro. I actually feel like powerful. And I I remember just like just like running, running across it like before I went up. And it just like, I don't know, like calmed me. It was really interesting. Um, Bougie Burn. Some of the dopest candles I've ever smelt in my entire life. Make sure you go check out Bougie Burn if you're in the Hamilton, Toronto area. Go follow her on Instagram. Buy some candles. Uh, everybody in your life will be fucking smelling nice with that shit. Salim's Bakery, beautiful people, amazing pastries. I heard that everybody absolutely loved what they bought. They were so fucking tasty. So if you're in the Hamilton area and you're looking to get some, some right proper uh, baked goods, make sure you go to Salim's Bakery. And uh, with that, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Black Zeuster Podcast, Season 3, Episode 45. Dante, you have any closing words? On to the next one. We keep moving. Hold on. Yeah, deep, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to keep going. This is first of many, like you're saying. I'm excited to be part of the team. I, I, I'm, I'm seeing the vision. And like I said, just being able to see it. And then seeing you execute is like super inspiring. So yeah, first of many. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Love and respect, bro. Um, yeah, man. I'm so grateful. This weekend couldn't have gone any better. And now it's just like, yo, it's the journey, man. Now that that destination has been hit, is like a, starting a new journey, mm-hmm. and that's what it's all about. And that's what I'm so excited for. So we only got four more episodes left in the season of the podcast. Uh, we're we're winding down. We're probably gonna do some end of the year festivities and shit. Probably do some year end recaps and uh, like best ofs and favorites and just moss out and maybe do some holiday shit. 
Uh, so be on the tune, be on the lookout for that coming up on the podcast. Uh, there'll be some more releases of maybe some BTS stuff and, and behind the scenes, like, and just some special footage from the weekend of the comedy special. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast channel on YouTube, AKA black Zeus on YouTube, AKA black Zeus on all social media, AKA black Zeus.com. You can find me and all my links from there. Uh, I love y'all. Y'all are beautiful people. Thank you for your support up until this point. And, and just forever grateful, man. What a beautiful weekend that is just a setup for the rest of life. Uh, God bless. I've been Black Zeus. Peace, peace. Ooh.